This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. What a strange, strange feeling this is. Don't worry, your eyes are not mistaken. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. We are back. Lockdown measures across the UK are starting to ease. Woohoo! Doesn't mean that football's back though, unfortunately. There's a strange feeling in the air. It's that sort of mid-closed pre-season-y type feeling where the league for next season is starting to take shape-ish with the uh, League 2 playoff final just a week away and the conference finals sort themselves out as well. But above all else, the Stags are getting ready to come back. They're making signings. Graham Coughlin is shaping his squad. So what better time with the sun shining, lockdown easing, to come back with a brand new series of the Mansfield Matters podcast-ish. We're all doing it remotely. We'll show you our faces in a minute, but first, enjoy the new theme tune! This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. Welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. It seems like an eternity since I was sat here looking at this camera and got all of this stuff going on. We are back. We'll be bringing you podcasts every now and get now and then. We'll let you know the details once we've worked them out, but we are determined to come back. Um, at the moment on screen, you can only see me, but don't worry. I have got with me Cam Felton and Nathan Edge. Say good evening. Hello. How are you and all that stuff? 
Evening. Good evening. Yes, they are both there. And by the power of broadcasting and editing, let's see their faces. There they are. Give your cameras a wave. Give your cameras a wave. There they are. First and foremost, uh, how are you both? Cam, I'll start with you. Your your camera's looking a little bit sharper. You've got headphones and a microphone on. Are you? And we know you're leaving us soon to go to, to university. Are you sure? I know, Nathan, I'm so delighted. <laughs> are you sure that you're not trying to, you know, set up your own podcast? Do we need to have words? Um, no, I just thought I'd invest. Um, I've got another microphone on the way, so I don't have to hold this thing anymore. Um, but uh, I just wanted to be part of the podcast still. Uh, so I move away on the 12th, so you'll get rid of me eventually. Um, but I'll I'll always be there because now I've got the stuff to do podcasting through Skype properly. Nathan, I've been trying to get rid of Cam for years and years and years, and he keeps finding ways uh, to join us. How annoying is that? Uh, quite annoying, but I'm still sticking to this to the to, to my feelings at the moment. That I'm, I'm feeling good, you know. Lockdown is easing, the sun is out, and Cam's going. I mean, and, what what more could one want in the world? And you're now back at the house with a hot tub on the back garden as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm indeed. Yeah, uh, I dropped that bombshell on you with uh, a recording well, a while ago in one of the one of the one of the podcasts. But um, yes, I've moved house again. I've gone through my uh, mid-year crisis. I, I tend to call it now. Uh, um, so I've moved house again. <laughs> genuinely, it is uh, awesome to speak to you both and, and to see you both, albeit uh, virtually. It seems like far too long, uh, and by uh, coincidence as well. By no coincidence, we've not spoken before this. We're wearing the three shirts from this season. Nathan, if you just tilt your screen forward a little bit, we will see your. Uh, that's it. That's much better. You're in much. You're in the centre of the screen now. Uh, Cam's uh, in the away shirt. Nathan's in the uh, home shirt. I'm in the third kit. What more could you want? Um, if you want to get involved... One, one other thing, I guess. Go on. What? None of this was planned, but we've we've made a signing, lads, today. <laughs> today? Yeah, five minutes ago. Five minutes ago. I've completely not seen this because I've been busy rigging this up. So, uh-huh. so Cam, <laughs> with the breaking news, it's over. I can't believe I'm doing... No, this is... No, I can't do it. This is far it's too much... Planned. Yeah, it, this is all... It all seems too much like cam like trying out for his own podcast so i'm i'm gonna beat him to it i'm loading up the website as we we speak we oh, have boo. we have we signed someone i can't yeah, it's not on, the, not on the website what, what what's going off what are you what are you doing to me cam come on you need All to right. explain cause it's not on the website so i All can't right, so see it actually, it's a, a very decent signing actually uh 25 year old jamie reed from talking united uh, last season, he scored, uh, I think he scored 18, 18 times in the National League. Uh, although the season before, he scored 31 in the National League South when Torquay won the title. Uh, overall, in 144 games, 78 goals. So that's a fantastic record. No, um, I, I do, I do love it when this sort of news happens once we've not seen it. And uh, I was just going to ask you for a little bit of a source, but I can confirm the source is the club's official uh, Twitter account, Nathan, who have tweeted, we're delighted to announce that we have won the race to sign 25-year-old striker Jamie Reid, uh, as Cam said, on a two-year contract. Welcome to the Stags, Jamie. First and foremost, then, uh, let's get your initial reaction to that news. Two strikers in the space of two days, Nathan. Yeah, it's a uh, good, good timing for us to come on uh... Come on, start doing a podcast. But um, no, that's 
that's a, an interesting signing, that one. And I think it's going to be one of those that people probably look at at first glance. I think always coming from non-league, so um, not as, exci- as exciting. However... I don't know if I can't remember if I said this publicly on the podcast last week. Last week. Last, last well, week? Last what season. podcast were you on last week? <laughs> Do we it. need to have words? <laughs> At the end of the last season or whether I, I said it somewhere else, I don't know. But um, a part of me was hoping that we'd maybe look at the, the lower leagues a little bit and try and get some hungry players, players that want someone to prove who want to make the step up. So um, that that could be a, a very interesting signing. Some some work and some, some don't. So uh but when you you know add that to the the, the players that we've already got, it um, sounds like a very promising signing. It'll be very interesting. And of course, uh, it adds to uh, the signing yesterday, Cam of uh, Jordan Bowery, ex C Word um, mm. Academy player, of course, but also went has, has had a number of clubs uh, for his age. Tall striker, six foot two, uh, can score goals. Uh, and, and he's quite articulate in his play uh, as well. Two strikers being added. I'm sure now the question on everybody's lips, Cam Felton, will be, does that mean the door is closing even more on the future of Nicky Maynard? Well, you never know. You look at the rumours that are spreading at the minute. It's in it's in actual news. It's coming from news sources that we're in for Owen Doyle. So it's like, even if they are rumours, it must be something... There must be something there, whether it's Maynard's leaving, Rose's leaving, Cook's leaving. So, obviously, it is rumours, so we can't take too much from it. But rumours of that standard just don't come out of thin air like like they usually would. And especially at a time like this, where players are out of contract, we don't know when football's going to come back. I suppose the backing that the club's got financially is where it's going to come in handy because... Where clubs can't offer uh, specifically what they want in the future because we don't know when football is going to be back. At least the club are now going to like, just like take advantage of that. Like, oh, we've got some money, go out and get the play the very good players that are there at the minute. It's an interesting uh, situation. Let us know your thoughts. Of course, we are live on Facebook at the moment. So drop your uh, comments uh, in the comments uh, below uh, and let us know your thoughts. A few of you have already done so. God, this feels so good to be doing this again, uh, to be reading your comments and to be doing a podcast like this. Um, uh, Clive says, two new strikers. Does this mean that our leading scorer is going like we've just been saying? Uh, Paul says, uh, will Doyle stay at Swindon? Or will he sign for will he sign for Bolton or will he come to Mansfield? Uh, and also ask, has Maynard uh, signed uh, a contract? No, no news on uh, the Maynard contract uh, as yet. Obviously, the danger of doing a podcast at this time of year is that a lot of this Nathan Edge is going to be uh, speculation. Uh, but uh, in my opinion, having signed two strikers, both of which. Uh, have got good goal-scoring capabilities with Danny Rose in the pack as well. Me, personally, I don't see us going for Doyle and it would be interesting to see where Maynard slash Rose would fit in if these two strikers have been brought in, you know, to play football week in, week out. Yeah, I mean, I I personally think that um, we could still go ahead with the season with, obviously... With, with the likes of sticking with, with Maynard as well and, and with the two new additions, uh, because we've also got Andy Cook as well, who I still think he will be on his way out. So, um, yeah, you take uh, Cook out of the occasion. 
I can't remember my words. Equation is that the one you meant? Was that the one you meant? <laughs> it's been a while. Um, take take him out of the situation. That you know we're left with uh, with, with four strikers then, uh, pretty much. So I, I I still think there's there's still a lot to be done yet, and I think it'll all depend on the 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 it's like a bit like anything in football. There's all one decision from one person has a domino effect onto the next one. So. It may all depend on how negotiations go with Maidard. If if we struggle to get him over the line, then who knows who we've got as plan A, plan B, plan C. Um, oh, it could be vice versa. It's, it's Doyle plan A. Who, we, we don't know if so it's going to be an interesting uh, summer for, for us as, as Stags fans. I think one thing we expected this summer, though, Cam, um, even before you know we started coughing and breathing over everyone and everyone got locked down, was mass change. Yeah, you knew it was coming and you just look, we brought in quite a few players in January and I, I think the one one thing that we're still miss, massively missing out at the minute is is the, the future over someone like Harry Charsley who brings uh, such creativity to the midfield. I think if we're going to have uh, all these strikers coming in, two strikers for definite, maybe one on the cards if, if the rumours are true, w- w- how are we going to build around them if we've not really got a midfield at the minute because obviously we released McDonald, Khan, Bishop that's your core of your midfield gone already and I know we've got Tomlinson uh, signed down to a contract but I think we need uh, obviously we need to bring someone else in but I think we need to sign down what we've got, what we knows a, a, a good talent and someone definitely for the future. I mean, I may be mistaken, but I believe Charlesley did sign an extension or his contract, uh, he was one of the options taken on him. I might be wrong. I'd have to go back and uh, have a look at that, but I'm pretty sure he's with us uh, next season. But I think uh, Cam's got a fair point though, Nathan, has he? You know, at the moment we've we've signed uh, two strikers. We've obviously also secured Joe Riley's signature uh, for next season as well at the back. But it's that midfield which let us down so poorly and so so much uh, last season, where we need to uh, uh, to have a look at those options and see what's out there. Yeah, I, I I think we've still got a lot of. I mean, there's a long time to go yet. Anyway, till the season does return, we obviously still don't even know when that's going to be yet. Uh, there's rumours out there of the 12th of September and a few other dates, but. Um, we don't know, so we're still 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 time to go, and there's still a hell of a lot of players out there who were who are out of contract. So um, we, because we're in a strong position, we've got the opportunity where we can be a bit more uh, selective. I think uh, we don't have to panic by, but we do have to strengthen a lot. Um, certainly, the midfield is probably where we are the the, the weakest right now with in, in both numbers and, and quality, but there's still additions that we need to make at the back as well. Obviously, we need to replace Matt Preston. Uh, shouldn't be difficult, but um, anyone I've should I've got a traffic room, cone on the back good. garden which which could do that. Don't worry, it's fine. And that only gets, uh, that only gets sent off one in, one in eight games. Uh, there we go. So, it's an improvement. Uh, obviously, we probably need, we need a bit of competition. I know we've got, uh, you know, Clark, but you probably think there's a bit of competition sort of at the, the right back, left back, or wing backs, whatever you want to call them these days. Uh, and obviously, the one thing that I think a lot of supporters are quite keen to see is is um, an experienced or you know a, a, some other goalkeeper that that spot spot needs to be uh, filled. Obviously, we have got Hayden Stone, who's, who's a talent, but uh, we do need uh, we do need more there. So there's there's a lot of business to be done. 
Absolutely. And it's one of those as well where, you know, business is not going to be done over the next week. We're not going to see a flurry of signings like we, we have done, you know, previously because we've not got a date of, you know, it's, it's, let's be fair. It's about this time of year now where, you know, players would just about be coming back for, for pre-season early doors, getting the last couple of weeks in. We'd start to see friendlies being announced, that sort of thing. Uh, as well we wouldn't be too far off that maybe another week or so uh, it probably about the, the time of year where you'd be jetting off to, to Portugal isn't it Nathan for a pre-season training yeah, camp yeah on Malta that was uh, that was decent as well but yeah it's, uh, it is that type time of year where you start getting excited where the you start sort of building up to the next year you know, to the next campaign don't you so uh, yeah I would be uh, getting Probably getting my bag packed right now. And I oh, think, and be, and be, because of the you know the situation we find ourselves in with COVID nineteen and all that, and the way football has has been reshaped, so to speak, it's going to be a completely different market out there. These two signings which we've made so far, Cam, seen, uh, you know, ones which have been thought out for a long time. Uh, Jordan Bowery in, in his interview. Uh, you know, sort of suggested that he, a move was on the ta- on the cards this time last year, but didn't quite uh, come off. So, uh, and potentially getting it in January, and um, we've no doubt had our eye on on the young lad uh, Jamie Reed, who signed today as well for a while. So, those two are methodical plan signings. But the market's going to absolutely change now, um, especially you know once all the seasons get wrapped up as well. So, it it be very interesting to see what approach we do take and and how quickly or, or how sporadic our uh, signing uh, our signing spree is yeah I think if we do if we do go back to play football around the 12th of September that's the three it's two and a bit months two and a half months away so you you're not going to see a load of signs over the next few weeks I think it's good that we've got a couple in so far. But I think that was just so that we did get their signatures more than anything. I think when it comes to getting decent quality players, we need also to be looking at uh, the division above. You've got to look at players, teams that have done their retain lists and release list in the championship and League One as well. Obviously, the seasons aren't finished 100%. Uh, obviously, League One has still got the playoffs. Championship is still playing completely. We know there are players out there of decent quality. We just need to find them, and I don't think we're going to find them yet. No, it's going to be one which uh, certainly takes a while, but it is all the same nice to see uh, signings being made and sort of have that feel of of uh, football being back. And on that subject, Nathan, we're going to do something which we don't usually do on the Mansfield Matters podcast. We're going to look a little bit more broadly uh, than Mansfield for a second. Obviously, the, uh, uh, the League 2... Uh, teams and shape is coming together very nicely. Obviously, League One have made their decision about teams who are going to come down. The conference, they are going to play uh, their playoffs. Barrow have already come up, so we could see, uh, we will see another team come up from the playoffs uh, as well. Uh, but also, of course, the Skybet League Two playoffs have taken shape. It's going to be Northampton uh, in the final, along with Exeter City. Who are you going to put your money on uh, on Monday? I think. Um... It's hard to say. I, I think I'd probably fancy Exeter on paper, probably got the, the, the stronger squad. But then we saw, um, you know, in the, in the semi-final, what Northampton did at, at Cheltenham, a team that's uh, conceded very little this whole season and have been a very good side. And they've gone to, you know, to, to their home ground and, and, and put free past them. So, uh, 
you, you never know, and that's that is guess I guess the beauty of the, of the playoffs. But I would fancy Exeter surely, surely after God knows how many attempts, surely they're going to do it this time. Who do you want to go up? Who do you not Ex- want to visit next year? <laughs> Exeter. Exeter Cam. I'd, I'd have said Col- uh, no, not Col- uh, Northampton. Northampton's a weird one. There's not much around their ground. It's an it's. Not much we around, always... not much around Northampton's ground. There's a McDonald's, there's a bowling alley, there's a Frankie and Benny's, there's a, there's more around there yeah, ground you, than anywhere else in I the mean, league. I mean, if you go in on an away day, you want a proper pub or something. Not not, not allowed in pubs, mate. Not until, not until uh, the fourth. I don't fancy a four-hour drive. I you know just just pop down uh, down to Exeter's. Exeter's well nice. Yeah, it's a bit of a trek, but it is a nice away day. To be fair, out of the, out of the four, which of course were Exeter. Uh, Colchester, Northampton uh, and Cheltenham. I actually wanted Cheltenham uh, to go up. I don't like visiting their ground. It's very compact away end, but, and we never seem to do well there either. So um, yeah. that one's still I'd have said Cheltenham or Colchester because Colchester really is it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's a nice stadium though. Uh, I digress. Anyway, yeah. uh, let's go back to some of your guys' comments. Keep them coming in. It is so nice to see uh, your comments come through on here. And thank you uh, to all of you who have sent uh, complimentary comments uh, comments uh, to us for being back and uh, I don't believe I'm saying this also uh, to Cam for getting into university and uh, for moving away and making something of himself I'm sure he filled in the wrong name um, so keep you uh, keep your comments uh, coming in uh, Craig says that the transfer market will go crazy once all contracts end on 30th of June uh, of course on the back of that Nathan of course you know even if we have got our eye on one or two players who may be uh, in contracts with championship clubs, those contracts are going to be extended. So it's almost going to go twofold, isn't it, this transfer window? You're going to have sort of uh, a flurry of free transfers and having a look at who's available once contracts end, once normal contracts end on that date of 30th uh, of June. But also once all football is finished, championship and and Premier League and and all the playoffs, etc., etc., from the various leagues, you're going to have then a second wave to, to, you know, to, to quote Boris Johnson. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I, it'd, it'd be really interesting to us. I think you're going to get a lot of depend on the individual players involved as well because you're going to have so many free agents and it'll be a bit like poker. You'll get some that get very nervous early on and they, all they want is a bit of security and, and a uh, you know and, and a club to play for. So they're, they're, they're probably going to be more willing to take less money just to get a deal and to know that you know I've got, I've got somewhere for the next year or, or two. But Whereas you're going to get some other players who are going to sit for a bit longer, probably wait for a few offers to come on the table and 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 see how everything unfolds because you know it it, it could get better. We could be back earlier than we think, or it could get worse. So um, it's there's a bit of a you're going to get some players who are going to be willing to take a bit more risk and uh, and try and hold out for a better deal. So like you would anyway in, in normal football. So um, it will be very very interesting. And but I still. You know, of touching wood, I, I do believe that we're going to be in quite a strong position, thankfully, over over other clubs. Um, so the, the silver line, I guess. I think the the careful thing in all of this, Cam, actually comes down to uh, a man who we haven't discussed uh, that much, and that's the director of football, uh, David Sharp, and all the and all the backroom team there, such as Andy Burgess, etc. When it comes to negotiating these deals, because like Nathan said, there are going to be a lot of footballers out there who are desperate. Uh, for a deal and who will you know settle for less than what they normally would and you can't fault them because of the situation uh, we find themselves in 
I'm one of those who's been fortunate enough to work throughout this, so I've not had, you know, that that worry. But I, I know people who have been furloughed, some who have been made redundant, those who work in theatres, etc., etc., you know, who are getting desperate for work now and looking where the next paycheck's coming from. So in terms of managing our budgets, you know, it's no secret as a football club that we are well-backed financially. We've got owners who care about the club and, you know, who want, who are striving for that success, success and even though they won't be saying it as publicly this year because of what's happened uh, in the previous season, they'll still be expecting us to go and achieve next season. How important or, or how much of a job have that backroom team got to make sure those finances are managed uh, correctly and not just sign players who come with a good reputation for the sake of signing players? There's no point. We've we've seen it in the past where we've bought players for for the sake of having players. I think we did it uh, did it very well in the conference. To be fair, uh, buying up that division for the season that we went up just so that the teams around us were a bit weaker. But it doesn't work like that in the football league at all. There's there's too many players, and you think yes, we've fair enough. We've picked up two very very good players so far. I think players that. Will will be very effective for us, but then again, we've also got uh, more players out there. But we've got to be careful because, like you said, we can't just lunge into a deal just for the sake of it. We've got to we've got to make sure it is right for the club and it is right for what the rest of the team needs. And I think if it's if you're going to get a decent player, you're going to be waiting a while because players aren't going to be wanting a, a cheaper deal. They're going to like we said we. If there are players out there, they're good, good players, they're going to want to wait for a few offers to come in and then they have a, cho- a choice. But we've still got to make attractive offers to those players. So it's it's a bit, a bit 50-50. Do you, obviously, we're going to spend some money, quite clearly. We already have, haven't be, we? So... I mean, yeah, we're going to splash the cash this season again. But are we finally going to get a, a team where we're starting completely from scratch near enough and and building it up compared to last season where we were just buying players and it, nothing really ever seemed to work. Callum says, nice to see all of your faces again. Lovely to have the confidence in the manager that he knows what he's doing and who he's signing. Today's player seems like a brilliant young goal scorer. The thing we that we... The thing that we didn't really have last year is a good, strong, solid, creative midfield. And I'm sure that he'll have his eyes uh, on a few and will have done since, uh, you know, the, the day he first uh, walked into the building. And I think what's interesting about this whole strange time, which we, we've got at the moment, Nathan, is the fact that Graham Cochran's job hasn't particularly changed in, in terms of shaping his squad but he'll be boosted a little bit by the fact that you know some clubs haven't have had to you know um, release players, and there are there are more good quality players uh, available uh, on the market or will be on the market, and I, I just think that it's it seems like like Cam said, it's going to be an absolutely clean slate, and I think that's the important message to get across, isn't it? When all of this is over, when football starts back again, the Mansfield Town team which we watch is a brand new Mansfield Town team and we have to forget absolutely everything which has gone before. No more hangovers. Exactly, and I think this is actually the, the, the perfect opportunity. It's like hitting the reset button. 
um and it's, it's it's like for a lot of things but just for us for a, it's been uh it's been it has been a road coaster for the last probably three three four years um and we probably never did get fully over the the, the playoff disappointment on and probably even the year before when we just missed out on the playoffs so there's been a lot of disappointment after season after season uh but now it's been crazy for everyone this situation we've been in but it's now the chance to for us to hit the reset button and come back and it gives Cochrane time and time is something that we wouldn't have had as much as before you know if we'd have had a season to finish all that to just to even though there was nothing to really play for it was still like to deal with it and deal with players whereas this has allowed a way to look at things in a completely different different way yeah, and football's going to be shaped in a completely different way as well, isn't it? Let's, let's uh, move on and, and talk about that a little bit, Cam. Um, you mentioned uh, a date there, didn't you, uh, earlier, which has been banded about in the media at the moment for a potential restart. Just uh, remind us of, of that potential date. It's been, I, I can't remember where exactly, but it's been numerous different sources. It'd be around the second week of September, second weekend of September, so it's somewhere around the 12th. Now, we've, we've had some crazy ideas on this podcast, none more so than Nathan's favourite cup competition, the COVID Cup. Did it ever happen? It nearly did. Te- technically did. No. Oh, no, it, it has, it has. Champions League and Europa League. <sighs> Sorry. It's not, quite, it's not quite the same, but they play in every game in the same stadium over a couple of days See, that's clear, remaining in the Champions League. Clearly some footballing officials watch this podcast and listen to it. Uh, but the point <laughs> I was trying to make uh, is, um, what's the one competition we, we dislike and actively, you know, we, we'll talk about it and, and we'll, we'll, we hope we've progressed in it. Me and Nathan, I think we both share the same view, really, that, uh, that it's, good, it's good money, isn't it? We're talking, of course, about the, uh, the Checker Trade Trophy. Yeah, I was going to disagree. You said dislike. I, I don't dislike it. I'm probably No, I mean, fan, fans in general, I think we share... The, what I meant was we share the same view that we actually quite value the competition, whereas fans in general tend to dislike it is what I was getting at. I'll say I'm a bit between at the minute because I think uh, it's a great opportunity to to grow young players, but then again, we also get beat nearly every game that we play. Well, the interesting thing is, obviously... it. it People tend to dislike it because obviously the stadium situation that it doesn't really attract many fans, and the fact that sometimes you know if you if you progress in it past past the group stage, it's fixtures that nobody really needs. If you get a good run, you tend to get a backlog of fixtures. So here's my idea, um, a new idea for you. Um, obviously, we want some form of football back. If they're playing the Premier League and the Championship now, which of course they are, then I see no reason why football couldn't return in mid to late August, start the league season in October, but in that window previously, play all the entirety of the Checker Trade Trophy behind closed doors, whack it on uh, iFollow for free or on a TV channel for free. We could do a podcast talking about how bad we are in, in that game and sort of use it as a, a as a mini pre-season because if a pre-season does happen, most clubs will want to have a pre-season anyway. Uh, but also, with the rule and regulations, it's highly unlikely that pre-season friendlies are going to act as a revenue spinner. So why not get that competition out of the way, still have the prize money, give us some football? What do you think, Nath? Uh, you know what? It's the best idea you've had out of all your bad ideas. <laughs> what do you mean, all my bad ideas? <laughs> Covid Cup was not a bad idea. Yeah, the, the logic behind it, having the pre-season, as in sort of a pre-season tournament, so not, not a bad one, to be fair, but... Uh, 
just uh, the, the the tournament. Whoever their sponsors will be wouldn't ever go for it. But but you know, but not 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 a terrible idea. I mean, if you look at it logistically, Cam as well. It reduces travel because the, the first three games which you play are local games anyway. So you, you could get those out of the way within the space of a week. You know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday or or, or whatever. Um, it's it's all regional based in the groups anyway and to a certain point within the competition. So for perhaps the first two of the three weeks that it would run over, um, you know, it'd be kept quite local, which would reduce travel. It would reduce costs and it would reduce any fears of, you know, having to travel to different parts of the country and reducing risks and, and all that medical side, it, it, it's it's probably a, a good way to get some football in. And as an added bonus to that as well, Cam, it's a little bit more competitive than a pre-season friendly against Alfreton. Hey, don't knock Alfreton. It's a great away day, that is. Well, it's just a, gen, gen, just a <laughs> generic generic example. Well, Renner. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh yeah, I think it could work, but then again, it's got to be something that all teams want because obviously teams in, not necessarily teams in League Two want it. I don't think, even think majority of the teams particularly bothered about it. Uh, and then definitely in the champion in the in League One, definitely not bothered about it. You think there's only the one or two teams where they're like, oh, it's a bit of money, but everyone else is just like, oh, it's just another game. We'll just stick the kids out, and you look how many. How many games are played in that competition? It's pretty much all kids on the game in the teams, and especially when they introduced with with the the B teams being in it, the under twenty ones, under twenty threes, or whatever they are. It's just like it's just a bit of a novelty competition, so it's a bit like no one takes it seriously. And I think that that's the thing, though, isn't it? I mean, looking away from whether teams like it or dislike it, I don't think you can argue against the competitive. Uh, nature that it would bring and the fact that you know it, it reduces that thing of having to find friendlies quickly and having to go through all those um logistics it's a good way of getting it out of the way but even what about this for an added uh bonus i might be pushing this too far nathan and we'll see if i can get two out of two what about adding in conference clubs make it a little bit more spicy just for this one season someone's had way too much time on the lockdown to think about things haven't they yeah they have Son's son's definitely got to him today. <laughs> Mate, I'm ginger. I stay inside all day. Ginger's dying. Oh, in the I sun. try to. Ginger's dying. In the sun. You should know this. <laughs> no, I, I get your logic about having um, it, you know, something to make friendlies a, a little bit more competitive, I suppose, um, and and get something out of the way. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what a, a lot of things depend on when this start of the season is actually going to happen. And if you start to get in past the, you know. September the 12th or around that time then you're actually they're gonna have to seriously look at the fixture calendar and figure out how they are going to cut some games out or rearrange things because we've also got the rearrange Euros next year and things that so things need to be on the way and and if if we're gonna have any you know hope of actually getting the season completed without having to play Tuesday Saturday Tuesday Saturday for pretty much the whole time well there's there's the other argument for it as well because like you say Nate you know if if you know, clubs have, are being forced to play Tuesday, Saturday a little bit more frequently, which they will be. I know for a fact there'll be some supporters who will genuinely struggle to afford it, uh, not just in terms of, you know, match tickets, etc., should crowds be permitted, that is, but also in terms of, you know, taking holidays and getting time uh, from work, etc., which would massively annoy me, um, having that 100% record. Uh, but 
if you know if can that you could sort of find a way to get those competitions out of the way that would probably you know get that out of the way before league action started that would probably attribute for what maybe 20 percent actually of uh, your, your combined fixtures uh, over the course of the season I'm not, and i'm not just talking check a trade here I'm, I'm talking maybe the first three rounds of the fa cup as well and uh, you know the Carabao Cup to to a certain extent as well. If you can find a way to get those fixtures played, um, you know between late August and um, early October, then what a way to just say right, that's it. League Cup football is done. You've had your warm. We've we've had a feel for things. Now let's get this league action done and get it done on time before the Euros. So when we come back to next season, the season after, which would be twenty twenty one twenty two, it starts on time and it's back. To normal, you're yeah, on board now, just, aren't you? You're on board. I can, I can tell. Yeah, I see. You've got to look at another thing. If obviously we have got the Euros next season, we've also got the Rugby League World Cup, which is using a lot of stadiums that are football stadiums. So you've got to look at that as well. And you think with the Euros, obviously the the semi final, all of all three England games. Uh, I think a couple of, I think a quarter final, both semi finals and final are all held at Wembley. So what what do you then do with the playoffs? Do you have to play it really early because you need the pitch to recover for the Euros, or do you scrap the playoffs at Wembley and have to play it at somewhere like the Etihad or Old Trafford just because they're the next biggest stadiums? It's an interesting debate, isn't it, Nathan? Because everything has a knock-on effect somewhere, and I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not being overly arrogant or overly confident here, but I, I think this, this, you know, tournament in a month sort of scenario. I think this has got some weight behind it. Where, where have I heard this before? I've heard this confidence <laughs> somewhere before, you know. <laughs> but uh, now you, you, you have got something to, to be, to be, to be fair. You're clutching at straws a little bit, but um, we all know, we, we've all, we all say these ideas that common sense would say you do it, but there's always some red tape or some sort of terms or contractual agreement somewhere that won't allow it. So, uh, unfortunately, I think I'd be very surprised if it was to happen, but you never know. You never know, Craig. You, you, you never know who's listening out there at the moment. Listen, if Marcus Rashford can do an excellent thing in getting free school meals, I'm sure three lads from a podcast in Mansfield can make significant changes to the footballing calendar. Anything is possible in this world. Anything is possible. And, you know, it's not just me who, who believes in this idea. Uh, Callum in the comments says, solid idea, that. So, you know, the fans are behind it. The, fan, the fans and the public are behind it. We just need... Um, some someone just an account called Callum because he always seems to agree with you. I'm I'm a bit suspicious. Absolutely not. It's just one of those <laughs> things. I've never created a fake account at all. You can be as suspicious as you want. It's it's <laughs> I, 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 it's just demeaning on the character. <laughs> um, in terms of uh, football being being back, though, obviously, I know you will have both watched and, and had a look at games which have been on there. You know whether it be the League Two playoffs or um, the Premier League and, and Championship games. One thing I think we want when football does come back, whether that be uh, September or, or whenever, is the ability to be able to go and watch these games. Um, if, for whatever reason, you know we we're not permitted 
to do that. A, we will find a way to uh, to be together on on match day virtually and, and do some sort of uh, things around that. But B, uh, you are podcast bubble. Podcast bubble. I like that. That's a good title, actually. <laughs> Podcast bubble. Um, but but B, um, what would your views be on on pumped in crowd noise? Because at League Two level, you know, pumping in FIFA crowd noise cam, it, that'd just be laughable, wouldn't it? I mean, it's laughable at the Premier League level. <laughs> I mean, you could just, you just go somewhere like Salford or Colchester, and it's just deadly quiet the entire game anyway. So there's no point, but. I, I can understand it in the Premier League. It, it just gives you that a uh, bit more of a sense of our oh, football's back. But it, I find it weird watching football without crowd noise because even if you're in the, at the Stags, you've still got some form of some form of crowd noise. It makes it a bit more natural. Just watching football with no no sound, no crowd noise or anything just makes you feel like you're watching some random pub team down on Sutton Lawn on a Sunday morning. To be fair, though, I've watched many a game, reserve team games with, without crowd noise and, and youth team games. I actually quite like it, Nate. It's it's quite different. How different is it for you, though, on, on a serious note? How different have, have, have you found it? Has it been uh, difficult to adapt to or have you sort of slotted into it? Awful, to put it quite simply. Awful, it really is. Um, I mean, I was when, obviously, it was announced football came back. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't that fussed about the Premier League, so I'm not that bothered about it full stop but at the same time I was thinking well, it's, it's something it's football I'll try and get into it for the last you know, remainder of it I've managed about five minutes of commentary of, a, of about three games and that's all I can manage because I get, I get bored uh, so I thought at least the, the, the you know League 2 playoffs that normally I you know get, can get well into them but just I think I never knew I never really realised the significance of crowd noise to be honest like uh, how important it is to an actual match day experience and not i don't even mean obviously when you're there but even when you're not there and you listen to the radio or watching it on tv like i mean especially for me as a blind person because i i don't really watch the tv commentary because all you get is every two minutes pogba you just get a name yeah which i find a disgrace by the way i've always thought that I, I, that's why i never watch football on tv i find that disgraceful that you just get occasionally jones so yeah that's all it is uh, so obviously my alternative is to listen to to the radio, whether it's Talksport, BBC Radio, or one of the local stations, whatever. Um, you know that, that's my next option. But obviously they so far haven't seemed to have the ability to add in any crowd noise, and it and it's like listening to a training match, and I I, I just can't. I'm gutted because I just can't get into it. So uh, for me, this season is truly done and dusted, and that's it. All, all I'm waiting for is for. Uh, for, for Mansfield Town action, and that's all I'm bothered about. Absolutely, you, know, say, you look, you look at the playoffs last night, and you look Cheltenham throwing it away, and you you know how loud Cheltenham fans can be when they do get going, then behind the goal, uh, especially, and it, 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 you just it, your players aren't galvanised, and you, if, thank you. Uh, you if a crowd, you knew I was, was taking there, a drink then as well. That was a proper test to see if I could react to the bell. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, if if you're in a crowd situation, you've got fans in the crowd. That game last night wouldn't have happened for one, because Cheltenham wouldn't have thrown it away. Because you, you'd have had your players on your back, your fans on your back, and the players would be really riled and they'd they'd really dig in for that last however long. They would have just flopped over like they did. So it's like it's you're not getting the same playing mentality as you would for for uh, for a normal game, and it's just like the players just. 
they are bothered because they're, st- they're still playing. But it's just like, well, is is there any point? Because it's not the same as playing football regularly. Yes, it's still a league game. And yes, it's for replacing the next division up. But you just you didn't get the same passion from the players as you would do for a normal game. It's like Clive and Mark uh, in the comments uh, say, it's like canned laughter in, in some respects. It's embarrassing and it, it's terrible. It's uh, And then, of course, what's the point of the uh, announcement of the subs the other night? Do they not know? Or do they, do they not, can they not see the numbers? Can they, do they not know the teammates? It's all very farcical. I think, but... that, I think as a general, I think it's just the substitution, substitution announcements. I think that's just a... A, a rule that you've got to do it. I mean, I there are scouts permitted to be at, at, at matches as well. So yeah, I did find there, it interesting but... actually looking at the crowd. Uh, sorry, Nate, to cut you off there. The crowd in the game uh, at Cheltenham last night, that despite there being cardboard cutout of people, there was actually a, a little section of seats which were actually genuinely occupied. So a lot of scouts getting in their football. I was very jealous about that. <laughs> Going to the wrong career, aren't we? I think we should, should have done this podcast. We should have done a, a scout cast or something so we can uh, get a scout pass. Well, I can tell you some handy players if uh, for Mansfield in uh, the year 2027, uh, although we'd have to be in the championship and I'd have to be manager. Yeah, he's had too much time on his hand to play football manager. I have had manager, far yeah. too much time on my hands. You're absolutely right. Uh, boys, um, I think that's a, 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 a good place to, uh, uh, to to bring it back to all things Mansfield. Um, as we say, um, as we said at the top of the show, uh, new signing today, uh, signing yesterday in uh, Jordan Bowery as well. Joe Riley puts uh, pen to paper. Um, where next, Nathan and what do you sort of uh, want to see happen? Because it, it's it's good at the moment. You know, we get to go on iFollow and look at all these uh, highlights of of X Games and things like that. But are you now are you now at the point where you just want an announcement from the FA and from the governing bodies to say, look, we can have a pre-season. We've got a season start date just to add the extra cherry on the cake, so we know where we are going forward. Because at the moment, it feels like we're in limbo, but we've lost the stick. Yeah, I think you you need a. We need a plan. Every every club needs a plan, but without any solid dates or or any sort of solid sort of uh, leadership from the governing bodies or whoever's make make will make that decision. There's it's very very difficult to to make a make a plan. So um, that's where what I think everyone's probably waiting for. We can do bits and bobs up to that point, but you can't really get things moving until we uh, we we know some sort of firm date. So. That's got to be the next next thing, and I think we, we're doing the right thing at the moment. Just carry on d- doing the, the the business behind the scenes that you can do, and then as soon as we get that green light about when you can get preseason training sorted and whatever, then then get in there and let's let's get let's get going. We await with uh, bated breath. We mentioned it earlier, Cam, uh, sort of tongue-in-cheek. Tongue we'll stay around for about another 10 minutes uh, or so. If you want to keep your comments uh, coming in, lots of you uh, watching tonight, clearly nothing on TV and nothing better to do. Clearly you have mismanagefield as much uh, as us three. Um, we mentioned it a little bit earlier on, Cam, so I think this is a, a good uh, place to start talking about it as Nathan goes for a little wonder uh, around his house and shows us his cabinets, uh, the, the bookcase for one. I think he's gone to plug his charger in, to be fair. Um, but let's talk very, very briefly, uh, whilst Nathan uh, does that, about um, 
the importance of starting afresh. Nathan mentioned it earlier, you know, that after this whole situation, it is like pressing a reset button. How important is it mentality-wise to start afresh? Because one thing you always see at this time of year on social media, etc., etc., is, uh, oh, we should bring back this person, or we should bring back this person, or we've never replaced this person. How important is it to go, you know, like some TV shows and soap operas have done, that's the end of that chapter, it's the start of the next? I think to an extent, yes. Uh, but we know for a fact there are players out there. You look at someone like Reese Bennett, where we were, we were all absolutely gutted when he left because he's a fantastic player. These now another player where you'd hope that the club have got on his on the radar. So although they are players that we've had before, it's still players of very good quality players that we we not necessarily wanted to to get rid of in the first place. Yeah, what's your stance on on that, Nathan? Obviously, you know, uh, there's a few players like Reese Bennett and uh, uh, a few uh, like that who've been released by their clubs. Who, who, you know, we look back on quite fondly. Would you like to see them come back into the fold, or do you, like you said earlier, think let's stop looking back and let's just look forward and go again with names that we've perhaps not heard or we've seen at other clubs uh, elsewhere and, and build a new Mansfield Town. Um. I think there's certain players you could trust to to come back and and do a job. Um, you know there are there are talented players out there. You know you a bit we've done it in the past. You know you look at Mickey Balding had two stints with us and his second stint with us was was very uh, you know was very good and there's, there's probably numerous examples out there. So it it, it can work. Um, but I I just think we need to sort of change our strategy anyway. You know what whatever. You know, the last few years hasn't worked out to plan. We've been close, so it doesn't have to be a radical change, but, you know, some sort of change needs to be there. And, and um, I, I think we're doing that a little bit. You know, with, with the likes of uh, Jamie Reid coming in, um, we probably wouldn't have made that sign in the last couple of years because we've seemed, we've seemed to have gone down the route of going for names, uh, you know, for those sort of marquee signings and going for the popular names, whereas this player... Um, it's probably not known to many many supporters out there, and and, and so I think we are seeing a, a slight change in in direction. I think it, it's one of those as well um, where it, it's all about the work the backroom team have been doing because. I think last close season, Cam, obviously with John Dempster taking the reins from from David Flitcroft and uh, and and sort of keeping the majority of the squad, it was sort of expected for him just to to come in and to sort of pick up where he left off. Whereas this year, you know, we've we've made uh, X amount of players, we've put them out of contract and, and released them. We've only retained uh, a, a set few. It looks like we're going to be rebuilding. I, I do genuinely feel like if we get the right players in and uh, I do think it will be like a brand new a brand new chapter for us. I hope so because I think we we as fans we're getting sick of the, the same thing over and over again. It be a, all right start, do well in the middle, and then just flop it at the end and and blow whatever we've been we've been aiming for. You look at the Steve Evans era, and we. Spent uh, spent money in that January, try and get to the playoffs, blew it in the last few games. Uh, then when Evans uh, obviously left and Dave came in to guide the ship the rest of the way, completely blew it, missed automatics, missed playoffs. Season after, blew automatics on the last day, blew playoffs. And it's like, 
it's just been an absolute car crash when it comes to the end of the season and finishing the job. So we now need to bring in players that are not only are oh, going to get us there to the point that we can get to these uh, to the end of the season, but then also actually finish the job as well. And I think uh, bringing in some young, hungry talent like we have so far, uh, I think is a, a massive step in the right direction. I, I, I'm gonna, I don't really like, for, for me, you could probably say I'm a lacking ambition a little bit. I know we should be ambitious because we've got great infrastructure and great owner, etc. But the last few years for me haven't been awful. Yes, they've not ended well, but finishing fourth, eighth, seventh, you know, they've, they've, they've been relatively good seasons for, for little old Mansfield. And when you think about it, we've, we've not really been uh, much higher than League Two for, you know, for, for very long. You know, obviously one year in League One in 2002 and you're going back before that where we've managed to get any higher and sustain it for a bit longer. But we've always been a League Two side, so at least... We are actually up to last season. We're, we've been competing at the right end of the table. So, you know, I, although we have been dealt with disappointment by the end of it, that's probably more because of our expectation levels. And I think now, as I mentioned earlier, it's now it's an opportunity to reset. And yeah, let, let's you know be confident and and want to and, and at least expect to be the top half of the table. But we need to just stop expecting to to to, to win the league or go up in automatics. You know, let's enjoy those wins when we get them because I think sometimes we're probably taking it a bit for granted and uh, and that's why these last three years have felt like a failure whereas actually uh, they've not been that bad we've we've probably won more games than we've lost and that's really what football is isn't it <laughs> absolutely uh, I think that's a poignant end uh, poignant place to to bring it almost uh, to an end obviously uh, today the government have announced that uh, lockdown restrictions are easing which means that pubs etc will start to open a little bit more that will no doubt include uh, sandy's bar and restaurant i look forward to the announcements uh, from the club uh, there as well the online club shop is open and i'm sure the actual club shop will potentially uh, open as well keep your eye on the official website uh, for details of that and Please do, if you can, you know, go down and support support the club and, and get that back up and running because we talk, Nathan, about, you know, how much work has been done behind the scenes, getting the footballing infrastructure up to uh, a good standard and a standard to be proud of over the last uh, couple of years. But we haven't really spoke about the work that's been done behind the scenes um, in terms of, you know, other revenue, your bars, your improvements to the stadium, things like that. Um that has to continue and that needs the support um, from from the public uh, to do so. So it's vitally important that, you know, people go and support it, isn't it? You know, once doors are able to open safely. Uh, definitely. Um, I think that's probably one of the things that I've been most sort of uh, disappointed about with the whole, um, when it comes to Mansfield Town and the foot, it's not necessarily the, the season ending and, the way it has and not having football in some ways it's all that hard work you know you, you for, just for one example you look at all the work that Paul Nyland the uh the, the commercial manager put in to to, to get in things going in the 1861 suite in the, the Kevin Bird suite there's always things going on um at the club and that's not by chance that's from hard work over years and years of building it up so it's it is sad to see those things all of a sudden stop and I know obviously it's a obviously a common thing around the uh, around the country but when you see all the hard work of people that you know personally at the club uh, you know it's, it's not nice to see but hopefully 
like the country, hopefully everything, we can all bounce back. And uh, I know as soon as it's announced and we can go back there, I know I'll be going back to the club and supporting them every way I can. And if that's just by attending events or having an having occasional meal there, you know, I'll, I'll definitely be doing it where I can. Yeah, well said that, man. I think it's very important as well because like Nathan said, those things, those events which, you know, the, the club put on in, in the bars, not only support the running of the club and to be able to have the stadium, the training ground and, um, you know, good value, etc., etc. But it also supports local artists as well who would have been uh, struggling through this. So keep it local is a, a very good message indeed. Uh, it's been really enjoyable to uh, spend time with you too, and that's something I never thought I'd say, especially with Cam on the call, um, albeit virtually. Uh, it's so good to see you smiling, so good to uh, have a catch-up with you again. We've got a brand new logo, we've got a brand new theme tune, we've got a brand new look. Um, you know, we're going to have a, a brand new look when the season starts and when the podcast starts proper as well. It'll be more in this style than uh, than all sat around the table, unfortunately, due to uh, you know Cam moving away to, to uni and Nathan running his business and me working a little bit more logistically will look a little bit more like this. But we're still going to strive to to keep together and, and keep going. And I think it'd be a very uh, big shame now to to end this podcast and then not do anything for another six, seven weeks. So I'm going to make a promise and hopefully you two are going to join in on this as well, um, that we'll, we'll try and do something at least every fortnight. What do you think? Can, can Is that manageable? Sure, we could. Uh, yeah, I'd could say so. Of course, we had our ten weeks of, of you know best time of the week, which was which was great. We don't know like dates or anything what we'll we'll do it, but we'll try and do it live because I think that's a, a good uh, good way of interacting with you guys as well uh, at home. Who have been absolutely fantastic in the comments uh, tonight with all your well wishes and and comments getting involved with the show, which is what Mansfield matters is all about. Um, there's some great content on iFollow, you know highlights of cup runs and full matches and things like that maybe we'll do that maybe we'll have a little look at those sort of the things we didn't get to do in the best time of the week uh, as much we'll have a little look uh, at those but whatever it is we will um we will uh, bring you some form of content to put a smile on your face i'm going to say uh, goodbye to uh, to nathan uh, and Cam and let those two uh, go off into the night. So uh, I'll wave goodbye to you two and I'll switch back uh, to uh, the, the other set. So thanks very much for joining us, lads. I'll fade you down. I'll speak to you soon. Take care. And I'll move uh, everything back to uh, the other uh, camera. There we go. So Nathan and Cam uh, have both gone there now disconnecting their laptops and going off camera. They're not live on Facebook anymore. Really appreciate those uh, two uh, getting involved. I look forward to catching up with them uh, very, very soon indeed. To you guys at home, thank you very much for watching. Thank you for listening if, you, uh, if you've uh, indeed uh, done that tonight. And thanks for, uh, of course, all the support on the content we've put out uh, since lockdown began if you've missed it we had a little mini series called the best time of the week where we had some interviews with ex-players including uh, louis briscoe uh, we had uh, ex-manager paul cox uh, in there as well we had some uh, and gareth jallyman as well some great stuff in there and there's also some good stuff on our website as well at www.mtfcmatters.co.uk uh, just finally from me if you are uh, at home and uh, you know doing homeschooling at the moment and you 
kids are struggling to engage, make sure you get over to the football in the community page uh, where we're doing our Premier League Primary Stars Kids Club uh, every single week. We're doing a brand new home activity pack which is all themed around the stags all that's left for me to say is thank you very much for watching uh, for commenting for listening if indeed you are listening to the audio version of this we will be back again in hopefully two weeks time for another edition of the mansfield matters podcast in a mini series we'll call the warm-up lockdown is being eased some form of normality is creeping in with football Let's get through the rest of this together and look forward to football returning. Stay safe, look after yourselves, and until next time, farewell. Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.